They were they were ice cubes in the shape of ice cube. Hot take alert: ice tea greater sign ice cube. No way. Are you insane? Which is which? I mean, is, in addition is, to is, being a rapper, he is a detective uh, <laughs> in the special victims unit. Yeah, Wait, the tea uh, the tea is or the so cube. In every every episode of Special Victims Unit, he is completely shocked that people commit these horrible crimes. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen that movie? Yes. Nope. You haven't oh seen Anaconda? God. Is that a oh porno? God, it's a classic. Why would I that watch is a Anaconda? Great bad movie to watch. John Voight is just hilarious. Is man. Anaconda a documentary about Michael Fassbender? <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, Thomas. What else do we need to cover before we get to uh, to the two the, the Westanders and stuff? I had a thing about garlic and vaginas, but we're not going to do that. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Welcome to another episode of the SSEU Podcast. The nonsense between the silences, described as mediocre terrible by Flag Taylor, who also happens to be my guest today. Hello, Flag. How are you? Hello, Thomas. I'm well. How are you? I am great. How's your week been? Week has been good. Um, I was really pissed off to uh, hear the last podcast, and you guys accused me of being soft because I got it's, sick. Yeah, you were sick, weren't you? And you didn't was, show up. I was, I was actually sick. Um, but sniffle. the next, excuse me. You had a sniffle. I had more than a <laughs> sniffle. Did, did a doctor recommend bed rest? <laughs> yes. Did you have did, preeclampsia? Were did you have to be induced into a coma? <laughs> as far as you know, that's true. <laughs> did, I just still tried to make it, but I, I understand. Did you get drip? I uh, meant I had so many drips. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where they were coming from. There were so many. <laughs> you you might want to get that checked out. I was worried about cr- crossing the streams. Because, uh... <laughs> no, but the next day I uh, I perked right up and and my wife said uh, flag a toilet running. And I looked at her like I always do when she tells me things are wrong. Like, well, what do you want me to do about it? I have no, I have no skills. I'm I'm in the Vic Mattis school of uh, household management. Well, so if if your wife asked you to, what what's the thing men do? Asked you to put up a shelf. <laughs> well, would you be able to do oh, that? Oh my! I have so many shelves that need to be put up. <laughs> <laughs> What if Natalie asks you to to um, put together some IKEA furniture? I could do that. You can do I, that. Would, I would avoid it for a few days, and You're then like, why is garbage in my house? Eventually, get shamed into it. Does she mow the lawn? No, I do that. Okay. Um, but the toilet thing, I I tried to figure out what's wrong with it. I discovered it was the float valve was faulty. Which sounds like a real thing. Yeah, it is. A, it is a thing. And then I and then I fiddled around with that. Tried to fix it. I failed. So I went to Home Depot, bought a <laughs> bought a new float valve, and installed it successfully. Right. And how did that and make? How did that make you feel? It it made me feel manly as hell. 
Right. So, so last summer, I fucked out my chest and pranced around the house. <laughs> and, Let's just uh, say that was a good night for Flag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, last summer when I was back in Sweden, I, I believe I shared photos of this somewhere uh, on on Twitter or Instagram. My my parents had a long list of things for me to do, and among them was to actually construct a back porch for the house, which I fucking did. And I remember it, the photographic evidence. I do remember that. Yeah. I remember seeing that a porch was built. I don't know how much Thomas had to do with it. I, I did all of that. That was all me. All me. That's impressive. See, I... Did you also build a kitchen couch? No, no. You buy those in the store. Are you crazy? <laughs> I built a shed in my in-law's backyard like eight years ago. All by yourself? Uh, no. <laughs> Chris, Chris, what do you? How build? many? How many kennies does it take? <laughs> there weren't what any here. Their Tell neighbors what, came I, over I, and helped me with the roof. I've been involved in a lot of building projects. I'm I'm not a great solo builder, um, but uh, I could swing a hammer. Just what does swinging and having a hammer have to do with it? <laughs> anyway, can... Well, the toilet's broken. You grab your hammer and swing away until it works. Which is the, the most, um, which kinney is the handiest? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, that is not a thing that we are, uh, <laughs> we're known for. <laughs> I'm trying to think of which one would say that they are the most handy. It's not me. It's not Thomas Pat. or Michael. It's, it's not, yeah, it's definitely Thomas. They would fight over which one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ryan, yeah. how was your week? Um, Do you have a basketball update for us? No, we didn't play on Easter Sunday. Jack, what's Jack's record? Two or three what's and zero. Oh, however many weeks we've Piper's played. record. Uh, Piper has tried to get on the court every week. <laughs> that's honestly which did, which, the hardest which did thing. Little about to disrupt the, the basketball game, surprisingly. Oh no, not at all. But that's honestly the hardest thing about going is that. She thinks that she should be out on the court, and she doesn't sit still for one second. It, it, she doesn't stop trying to get onto the court the entire time that we're there. Are you holding no, her as so- as you're coaching? No, like Rose is like she'll like Rose will like put her try to like let her run around like on the side because it's not they're not playing full like a full regular size court. They've got you know two goals. They've got four goals going sideways. So there's two games going at once um, on each half of the court. And so there's a lot of area, like, under the basket, like, out of bounds. And so she'll try to let her run around over there. But she doesn't want to run around out of bounds. She wants to be where all the other kids are running. <laughs> so there, have been, there, there are times when, yeah, like, she'll have gotten loose and I have to grab her before she gets onto the court. I think you're missing an opportunity here. I think you should be holding Piper as you're screaming at your players <laughs> to get back on defense. <laughs> I mean, that's happening. Take him in the nuts. Sure. <laughs> Take him in the nuts. I, I haven't said that while holding Piper yet. I, I am so pleased to know that that is an actual NBA play that has been called <laughs> because my friends and I used to play football, tackle football. And there's this kid, Chris, my friend Chris Adseff, this tall, lanky kid. This was like his move. He would get into the secondary carrying the ball 
and he'd be, he'd be sprinting at you full speed, and he, he would raise his arm, the football, you know, cocked, and just fake that he was going to throw it as hard <laughs> as he could at your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he... Oh, I, think he, I, I would see every, I want to see Antonio Brown to do that now. <laughs> I think it worked because he he did it the one time, oh and that's gosh. all you need to have it to have the fake work. You just do it once, and then everyone scared of you for the rest of your life. <laughs> I think that is because remember when Antonio Brown kicked that guy in the face one time, yeah, and now he's the best receiver in the NFL. So I think Mo Ali Cox begs to differ. <laughs> He's a tight end. Hey, he catches asses, does he not? Did you say he Best. catches he catches asses? <laughs> <laughs> he catches whatever he finds in the alley. Let's transition. Let's transition. transition. Come on. Let's use that what Sonny said last week. Dude. Let's just say transition. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, let, that. let's just copy the sub beacon transition. Chris, how was your week? How are you doing? I had a good week. I had a good week. So this is the Wednesday of Easter week. Um, that we're recording as as a pastor as a priest holy week and easter is busy so i took monday off and my daughter had monday off of school and so i took her to the mall first time uh of me taking her to the mall has she been she's to been a mall there. i think she's been there with with my wife once or maybe twice but this is the first time that i took her was this How the mall of america this is the mall <laughs> this is the empire mall in sioux falls so, let me think. There's a Sears. There's a J.C. Penney. Um, is there a Dillard's? There's probably a Dillard's. That's probably a the other thing. is moving in. The Sears has closed. A Dillard's is moving in. <laughs> oh, good. The, uh, the, out, the outdated department store is still moving into places. That's good. Is, is there a Macy's? The Macy's is closed. Mm. As, as you know, um, department stores aren't doing so well. What about Justice? Oh, that's boy. why we went there. I we went there to we go headed. to Justice. <laughs> um, and so in my mind, okay, we're going to go to Justice. We're going to buy her some clothing. Uh, no. Um, there are a number of accessories, things called LOLs. Flag, are you, what? you know what, what LOLs are? No, no I'm okay. not, not familiar with those. <sighs> it's, 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 it's just another era of the scam. How are you not familiar with these? How old is your daughter? Uh, nine. Nine. Uh, okay, so she's not quite okay. She would right, be barely too old. So, I mean, at every age, there is there's the scam where you collect all these. Like when you're younger, they're blind bags. Doesn't matter what it is. There's Shopkins. There's this. There's that. And so she's moved on from Shopkins to LOL surprises, where you're like, oh, here's this twelve dollar thing that I'll pull the plastic off and see which collectible thing. Ooh, it's rare. Oh, it's super rare. Oh, I really... Oh, I got, I got the same thing that I bought last time. And so I was ready. And, and there were some pretty good sales on the clothing. And I'm like staring at this wall <laughs> of, of graphic t-shirts for five bucks. I'm like, what do you want? And she very conservatively picks out one t-shirt for $5 and then asks for this $40 pillow that's got some shape. I don't know. It's... It's it's marketed some way, like it's a huggable something. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna buy you a forty dollar giant stuffed animal pillow thing. No. So anyway, we we went to Justice. Uh, she got a shirt and a skirt, and I let her get one LOL, and that was it. I was there to get 
So that's what she wanted to do. I, I was there to get her shoelaces. We went to six stores and she complained every time um, as we were looking for special shoelaces for her. For what kind of and, shoes? Oh, here's the thing. She doesn't like tying her shoes. Oh. And so I, I, I guess well, there, are special, there are these special shoelaces you can buy that like kind of clamp them shut. Yeah. And none of the stores had them. So eventually we went to a store that had stretchy shoelaces. So like we double knotted them and now she can just like pull her shoes on and off. So we, we accomplished that, and, but at this point, like, once we had found the shoelaces, suddenly she wanted to go to every, like, see every store, even though she complained the entire time before then. Walked around to every store and stopped at the food court. I got her. We went to, uh, are you guys familiar with Taco John's? Yes. Chinese food? Ole Ole's. Ole's. Whatever they're called. Potato Ole's are amazing. So, so Taco John's, like, they're... Their Mexican food is is an abomination. I mean, like right now they're marketing something called a quesadilla taco, <laughs> <laughs> sounds which is delicious. exactly it's exactly what it sounds like. They, Bre- they do, take like do they have breakfast uh, burritos? Oh yeah. Mm. What about but, but the potato what are, potato lays are they're great. What they're actually delicious great. things. Yeah. yeah what, like, what exactly are potato olays? They are these little lays like, lays potato chips. Like have you ever seen those circular hash brown? Not hash browns. Like a circular um, uh, tater tot. Tater tot, yeah. Except like they they have the perfect seasoning on them. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. It's salty and it's not not spicy. It's just they're amazing yeah. and they're per- the perfect combination of crunch and like kind of soft and they're so so we got that. I got our pretz a soft pretzel. Um, so we we did the whole mall experience and then we went to Claire's, which is a garbage store. Yeah, Maggie, with, like, Maggie likes ch- Claire's. Yeah, <laughs> it's and, awful. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's terrible. This is your future, uh, Ryan. Yeah, this is your future. I saw, uh, I had an experience that I had something that I'd never experienced. Before. I saw a kid. I've never seen someone IRL wearing a MAGA hat, and I saw one. Really? I saw, I saw, what? And it was a teenager. What? what? So you I don't think never... I have either. Actually, what? I don't think I have. Okay. Unlike, you, do, you think them, about this. do you guys not go out? Unlike unlike no, Chicago, this is not MAGA country. As as you know, the the assault the assaulters of Jesse Smollett yelled at him. This is MAGA country, because that's a thing that people say. And um, Sioux Falls isn't really MAGA country, but like I saw the. I mean, it was a teenager, and you know what? As I looked at that, I, I realized like that would be the most baller thing today like if you're gonna be a, a real badass of course you're gonna buy a make america great again hat right like what what is the most um transgressive thing you could think of like like what's gonna get every adult to kind of squint at you and and disapprove is is a make america great again so i saw my first uh red hat so uh, milestone uh write it in your diary did uh, jordan see it how many have you seen, Thomas? I don't know. I, I've definitely seen... I don't keep count, but I've definitely Why seen not? them. But I remember that every time I have, I always wonder if if they're genuinely wearing it or if it's... Ironic. Right. Do people wear them ironically? I don't think that I, I can't imagine you would because you'd be seen as, as a bad person. Like, are you looking to get into a fight if you're wearing it ironically? Like, I feel like there are there are college Republicans who who are brainwashed 
Trumpers who will wear it because they know that it it really annoys the libs. It, it triggers. Trigger yeah, but that's lips. not wearing it ironically. That's wearing right. it. That that's exactly what it's supposed to be for. Like, Ryan has a Beto sticker ironically on his truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, it's right next to the Hemi, and it's right next to my um, you know, uh, biofuel like, sticker. Okay, flag. Uh, the, Are, yes. Have you ever seen a MAGA hat? No, not in um, in the wild. These environs, no, not in Saratoga Springs or Albany area. Um, Tom, I mean, there are people. You should, you should are those real places? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just like Winnetica is. I heard about although it. It's, although it's not pronounced. <laughs> you better cut that. You better cut that. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Uh, how, how? I'm taking my headphones off. I'm already <laughs> taking my headphones off. What? <laughs> Flag, you see the conditions under which we're working? I know it's you, you know, he can dish out the uh pronunciation humor, but he can't take it. I didn't dish out anything. When Thomas when Thomas said digital, did I did I say anything? No, I didn't because that would have been mean. And so, you know, I would think that when someone is I don't know how many drinks I had at that point <laughs> when we got to the We Harmony ad read, but I was not in perfect state of mind. And sure, I eventually got to Winnetica, but uh, <laughs> it, it looked, I'd never seen it written before. Okay. Uh, Ryan, how's your, how's your catchphrase coming yeah. along? Yeah, my catchphrase. What is my catch? Oh, <laughs> what did I say? My catchphrase was. I remember, I uh, tweeted this. Did I tweet it? Yes. What did it I must say? not oh, be a very good oh, okay. catchphrase. <laughs> I said, my because I retweeted this account that said, "You can have a catchphrase even if you're not uh, even if you're not famous. What's yours?" And so I said, "Mine is hide the chicken." And I said, because it, it's funny, because whenever I pull into a driveway to turn around, I say, hi, the chicken. And I laugh and nobody else does because <laughs> they might think that we're pulling in to, you know, have dinner in our time machine. And they might say, oh, no, we don't have enough. Hide the chicken. I <laughs> <laughs> just my dad still says my dad for real says that if he pulls into uh, a driveway to turn around he'll say i had the chicken i didn't understand it until i don't know like he said that my whole life it wasn't until maybe i don't know 10 years ago that i asked what does that mean <laughs> and he was so like so papa kenny well, you're saying people... papa kenny is responsible for all of this uh yeah i actually have said it a couple times just like to laugh to myself when I like with like Rose and the boys in the car and well and Piper now uh, I, I've said it and she has no idea she's like what <laughs> yeah that's but my dad would say I he would pull in like if we was turning around pulling in somebody's driveway to turn around he would say hide the chicken and <laughs> my whole life and he would always laugh my whole life like what hide the chicken <laughs> And then he he his explanation was basically what I said like at some like at, at some point in because his dad would say it 
So I'm guessing in, you know, the 1950s, like people would just think that you were just showing up for dinner. And if they didn't want to have dinner with you, they would, like the idea was that they would hide the chicken and just say, oh, no, we already ate (laughs) or something like that. (laughs) Many generations of kidneys. So many kidneys. It's halftime, so I, I just... Never, I've never Googled it before, but I'm... Uh... It, no, it's, 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 it's not halftime. And, um, I, I can There's report... No reason. Go ahead. I can report that the Carolina Hurricanes has beaten the Washington Capitals and advanced to the next round in the NHL playoffs. Oh, interesting. The what? I was saying something, Thomas. Um, what are you? I, so it's halftime, so I switched over to Rushmore on my new 4K player. But I'm watching it on DVD, and it looks so terrible on my 65-inch TV. I'm going to need to buy this uh, new disc. So I'm going to gift this this DVD of Rushmore to Ryan. Yeah, because Rushmore is from, what, like 1997 or something? Like, something like that. But like a DVD stretched over 65 inches looks terrible. I can imagine it does. You know, it doesn't a uh, 4K digital download. <laughs> Can I play that on my player? Hmm. Yeah, download it on your computer and just yell at your player <laughs> to play it. All right. So my wife's parents lived uh, at, in this condo association in Florida, actually near uh, near where uh, Patrick lives. Oh, okay. And, um, A lot of old people down there. Yeah. And so they lived in one of these condo communities where there's, I don't know, 10 or 12 um, condos. And then there's sort of one communal pool and hot tub for each of these series of condos. And so this was probably when my son was about one. So it was probably like 2006. We're sitting by the pool and, you know, Natalie's with, with my son and I was in the hot tub. And this little kid is in there. He's probably like six years old. And so I'm playing with them and sort of looking around. I don't see his parents, and we're playing with a ball, throwing it back and forth or something. His parents didn't appear. I was like, well, where, where are your parents? He said, oh, they're they're in their condo. And I guess, you know, you can sort of, if you were sitting in your condominium and looking out, you can probably see your, your kids. So I didn't think anything of it. Played with them for a little while longer. Leave, go home. Yada, yada, yada. Later, later. now Blake can't, isn't allowed a quarter mile near. <laughs> no, no. So then, yeah. You're, you're going in the right... don't take you off a mile from school. <laughs> you're going in the right direction with that, uh, with that thought. So we're out walking later, later that night. So this is like, you know, that was probably in the morning, late morning. And we're taking a walk. At like Florida five. nights are nice to walk in. Yeah, you know, the family's out for a walk. Your little flag is in the stroller. We're puttering around, and I look up, and I see this this little boy uh, on his his uh, little bicycle training wheels coming at me. And and it's the kid from the hot tub. And by, behind him are his parents. They're like, I think it's just actually one of the parents. are like, his mom is like 10 feet behind him. And so he rides up, and he's, he gets about even with me, and... And I said, hey. And he goes, <laughs> and the little kid goes, oh, hey. And he kind of had this, like, nothing look on his face. And so I, don't, I didn't think he recognized me. And so I was like, hey. And this is a direct quote. I said, 
don't you remember me from the hot tub? (laughs) (laughs) At which point I turn to my wife and she looks at me with horror. (laughs) What did you just say? (laughs) I think we like shuffled away as fast as we could. I guess that's slightly better than, hey, do you remember when I played with you? <laughs> How long was it in between when you said that and she looked at you before you realized the way that that came, that way that it sounded? It, it took like a, I, uh, it's yeah. like a, a 10 to 15 second. Oh, yeah. oh God. Oh, boy. <laughs> I've what, done it again. What? I waved awkwardly to his mom and just kept walking. <laughs> Were they within earshot? Oh, yeah. I think his mom must have heard it. <laughs> so hey, they, had, they had a talk with him about the not, hot tub. not playing yeah. with men in hot tubs. He didn't show up the next day to play ball. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> that line is just seared into my memory. Thomas has had much more success <laughs> in the hot tub <laughs> So uh, there, there have been these news articles floating around today and maybe yesterday about how. So I don't know if you've seen like there's been a series of these where apparently there there have been a lot of like 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 memos to to women and articles about what they what they should and shouldn't do. And so th- this one is from Yahoo Lifestyle. The the headline is Doctor warns women to stop putting garlic in their vaginas. Uh, apparently this is a thing I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure uh, but there have been others that include that they shouldn't be inserting cucumbers, makeup sponges or glitter bombs uh, in, into them either Who, and, okay some of, the, some of these things are not like the others what, what, what would be the purpose of the garlic? Uh, it, it's supposed to prevent yeast infections I believe is the idea yes. uh, but, but it doesn't work and it's, it, it might this, have... this is an unexpected direction for a podcast. So, <laughs> so you know that Gwyneth Paltrow is a big advocate of shoving all kinds of stuff up there, right? What? What is she? Just Google it. I just yeah, I just Google it just to 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 look for a specific th- like. No, you should not put jade eggs in your vagina just because Gwyneth Paltrow tells you to. <laughs> no matter what she, no matter what Gwyneth Paltrow says, don't put glitter in your vagina. Pro tip. <laughs> Keep Gwyneth Paltrow's jade vagina eggs away from your vagina. See, and this is like, like this ex- is. Says she paid out one hundred forty-five thousand dollars in vaginal egg lawsuit. Are you saying jade eggs? Jade, J A D E. Yep. Huh. So yeah. Goop is her company. They will hire a fact checker to road test vagina eggs and coffee enemas. See, this is just like when you listen to celebrities about vaccines or what's his name? Tom Cruise about religion. Like, you you probably shouldn't. But he jumped on a couch that one time. Oh, that wasn't about religion. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So speaking of eggs, let's get to the main course of the day. Chris has been waiting for this uh, for a very long time, I think. So, Chris, what are we going to talk about? We are going to listen to you spew trash all over the place about Wes Anderson. Okay, that, that's that's one take on what we're going to do. 
How do you want to do this? Do you want to go in chronological order of the release? Do you want to yeah, give yeah, a let's list? Talk about the movies. Let's talk okay. about the movies one by one okay. and then rank them. Yeah, There's okay. kind of a lot of them. We yeah. can't do all of them. Flag. One by one. Oh, ye of little faith. Some of these you haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's just do the your well, favorites. Then, you know what? You know what? Flag and Ryan, you guys can just you know shut up then. Yeah. So 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 the past uh, week and a half, I watched all but all but two. So uh, we'll get to that later, and and Chris uh, can talk about those, I guess. So. Um, if we go in chronological order, the, the first one is Bottle Rocket from 1996. So, um, Chris, you're you're a fan. How about you start with this one? Do you do you like it? I love Bottle Rocket. Um, I I have a hard time ranking Wes Anderson films because same. Um, <laughs> so many of them are so good. Like. The bottle, bottle Rocket was my original love, and for yeah. probably a 10-year span, that was my favorite movie, period. Well, at what point in your life did, did you see it the first time? Like I probably saw it first in 2003. Okay, so what's that? High That's school? probably College? the same year that I saw Bottle Rocket. For the so I, 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 I probably saw Rushmore in 2002, and... Um, like I wasn't, pl- I walked into a room where it was playing and I was mesmerized. I was like, what is this? This is amazing. He completely ignored the people having sex on the couch. And <laughs> totally ignored them. The movie. <laughs> and, and a, a few, uh, I don't know, six months later, you know, these friends of mine who are Wes Anderson fans, we watched, they'd been talking about Bottle Rocket. And I'm like, I want to see this movie that you're talking about. And I saw it and, and it was, it was an instant classic. Like, um, would you say that it's a heist movie? No, I would not say so. Okay. Fantastic Mr. Fox is, and um, for that reason, you should watch it. Like what? Like uh, Owen Wilson's in the bathroom at this like he's like, and this guy dude's like drunk. He's like, "You in the army, man?" He's like, "No, I just have short hair." <laughs> uh, Flag, uh, have you seen Bottle Rocket? Yeah, but it's been so long that I, I don't remember one minute of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it stars uh, Luke Wilson and uh, and Owen Wilson, uh, seeing. Uh, and there is a third Wilson. Future Man is is the third Wilson brother. Yeah, the older one. He's it, actually the oldest. Oh. Yeah, and he's in Rushmore as well. He's like the gym teacher. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I did. I re- I instantly recognized him. <laughs> he showed up in Rushmore. Uh, and he well, kind of talks like Owen a little bit too. He he's like a mix of both of them, kind yeah, of. Yeah. I guess I was positively surprised, actually. Uh, so, Chris has been bugging me f- forever to watch Wes Anderson movies or videos, and I finally did. <laughs> uh, uh, so I wasn't really, really sure what to expect from Bottle Rocket, but it was surprisingly enjoyable. Out of the, out of the. M- Just a second, just a second. There we go. Out of the Wes Anderson movies that I watched, it is up there as one of the funnier ones. Uh, I, I, yes, I I found it hilarious. Yes, it is. I think uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox and Bottle Rocket are the funniest. Would you agree, Chris? 
Uh, do you not think Fantastic Mr. Fox is funny? I think Fantastic Mr. Fox is hilarious. Are you cussing at me? Are you cussing at me right now? I think Rushmore is funnier than Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's true. It's on. The scene where they tap in Max and he goes and wrestles and he's like body slammed. Yeah. And Bill Burr is just like, you're on the team? Yeah. Or, yeah. or uh, there's that fantastic scene where where uh, Bill Murray is like talking on the cell phone, and then he blocks the shot, the basketball shot of that kid. Yeah, yes. he just yes. wanders on there and <laughs> watches it for like no reason. It makes no sense. Like, <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> he's he's going to spy on on the teacher, or you yeah, know, just kind of kind of looking on her teaching her class, and he just blocks the kid's shot. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably smoking too. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Thomas, so, any, any thoughts on on? So, it, what's interesting is it, it's a very unpolished. So, so you we'll get to Moonrise Kingdom, but I popped in Moonrise Kingdom maybe the last time recorded or the time before that, and oh my gosh, visually it's a beautiful film. Like the, like, and there are YouTube videos that will explain the palette that he uses and just how. The intricacy of of the the of, of we gotta of, go back to Bottle Racket because I just started okay. it. We didn't yeah. even talk about the beginning. Yeah, yes, yeah. He says, "You see, my friend Dignan. He didn't realize this is a voluntary hospital, and so we got this all escape thing planned. <laughs> look, look how happy he is. <laughs> okay, okay, we can go back. Flashing a mirror and like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a student film, I think. Yeah. I'm sorry, Thomas. Thomas, go ahead. Oh, I forgot how much I love this movie. It's so good. It's so funny. You guys started to talk about Rushmore, which is the next well, movie. Well, so, so I was going to say, so oh, I, I could be totally wrong, but like, I, I think it's a student film. Like, he wrote it, and like, again, like Luke and Owen were nobodies, and like, so we got these three Wilson brothers and whoever Bob Maplethorpe is, and. <laughs> I think did they bring it to some festival and they somehow got James Caan in on it. Like so they got like one somewhat like B list guy and I think they got some financing maybe even from James Caan. I saw it about the same time that you did. We it was the first time we visited Rose's um sister and her husband. Wes Anderson is obviously huge in Austin and so he was telling me the whole backstory of it. And so I think I think you are right. That that's how they got James Con involved. Is that they took it? It was like a student Sundance or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they it, they basically reshot the entire movie after he came on board and got them some yeah. funding. And the next movie that Wes Anderson decided uh, to make was Rushmore, which flag I believe that you recently watched. Yeah, I watched it last night. Loved this this movie when I when it came out, and um, I loved it so much. I remember I recommended it. I was in graduate school at the time, and I recommended it to one of my professors, and he was not thrilled with it. <laughs> Wait, did you like it uh, last night? It didn't. I uh, to be honest, it, I didn't think it stood up as much as. I mean, I remember just loving it, and um, it was a good enough movie. And I and I remember sort of watching it. I remember why I liked it, but it just felt like it was a little thin. It's you know, the, it's visually arresting. Some of the lines are funny. Fantastic soundtrack. I, I, some I, of the lines. 
I think the um, I thought it was really. Fun. I love I love Max. The main character is is, is great, and um, you know Bill Murray's very funny. But I think ultimately you're just sort of like after all is said and done, it's I don't know. It's just not that deep or compelling. I'm sorry, it's not the lives of others. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying it has to be, but I just I I I expected to be. I don't know. At I, least I, the Bendova movie. Yeah, um, it was it was good. I mean, it's a good movie. It's a funny movie. I just remember being blown away by it when I watched it, and this time around, I was like, "Yeah, it's you know, it's pretty funny." Question. Yeah. So one of the central plot points is a student inappropriately hitting on his teacher. Did your lo- grad school professor think that you were <laughs> trying to send a message in recommending this film? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. All right. I found Rushmore uh, entertaining as well. I really think that uh, Chris and Ryan already sort of touched on this. I thought Bill Murray was amazing in it. Uh, yeah. He he was really good. Uh, and my understanding is that it was sort of the start of Bill Murray's comeback or renaissance or whatever you want to call it, where he apparently had a little bit of a, a dry spell. And he yeah, that's probably right. Uh, and and this sort of revives his career. And yeah, so he was really funny in it. the The character of Max Fisher uh, was was also also really good. Has Jason Schwartzman done anything better than this? I mean, he's been in other things that I liked, but I don't know if he's ever been as good as he was in this. I like. Yeah, I don't he's think like, so. I wrote a hit play. Yeah, <laughs> like so he you know yells at Luke Wilson. I wrote a hit play. <laughs> yeah, those seats were great with Luke Wilson coming to dinner. He's These a, are and this guy, this guy, whatever his name is, invited himself. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. These are my OR scrubs. Yeah. Oh, are they? So in terms of Bill Murray, after Groundhog Day in 1993, you've got Mad Dog and Glory, Ed Wood, Kingpin, Larger Than Life. Space Jam, The Man Who Knew Too Little, is kind of funny. Wild Things, I don't remember him being in Wild Things. Uh, He's a lawyer, I think. With friends like these, and then Rushmore. So yeah, okay. he between Groundhog Day and Rushmore, uh-huh. there was there was not a lot to be proud of. <laughs> I sort of agree with Flag that. Uh, maybe there could have been more to the movie, but I do think that sort of this love triangle that does exist within it, I think it really works. I think that's that's funny and, and interesting. Oh, wait a second, wait a second. Let's go back. There's five years between Groundhog Day and Rushmore. Is that really like, like to have like two like really great things in a span of five years, is, is that really a dry spell? I realize that probably Hollywood considers that a dry spell, but there are how many actors that don't do two things as good as Rushmore and Groundhog Day their entire career, and he does them within five years, and we're like, oh, well, but, he but did may- a lot of crap between then. Right, but and maybe that's why, because he was an, an active actor, and he made a lot of trash, and people thought it's, that he was yeah, dumb. He, he definitely said yes to a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, he's and 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 Rushmore, to be fair, and and even um, some of the other Wes Anderson movies, he's not he's not a like the main character, right? So he's sort of coming off that string. I guess Ghost um, Groundhog Day would be the end of it, where he's yeah one of the main characters in wildly successful comedies. 
Yeah, because you got right? Ghostbusters, Scrooge, Ghostbusters yeah. Two. What about Bob? Groundhog yeah. Day. And so then he kind of goes from that to being a more of a character actor. Maybe it's more of a shift in kind of how he's used than it is. But his so. his his stretch between Rushmore and anything else. I mean, I love Royal Tenenbaums, but I don't think that a lot. A lot of people don't like that. And that's the only thing from 98 to 2001 when Royal Tenenbaums comes out. That's the only thing that's good. Then there's Lost in Translation 2003. That's the big one, yeah. Garfield. Then there's uh, The Life Aquatic, Broken Flowers, Lost City, Garfield 2, Darjeeling Limited. Uh, (laughs) This stretch is much than Get Low. Some people like Get Low. Zombieland. He was only in a small part of Zombieland. Zombieland is amazing, though, and he's great in it when they uh, kill. All right, so let's let's move to one of the movies wait, you mentioned. Wait, 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 oh, wait. Sorry, Ryan. Um, you mentioned a lot of movies Bill Murray's been in. Could you count them? <laughs> between between um, what were we talking about here? Rushmore and let's find the next great moonrise kingdom well no there's fantastic mr fox before that and he's that's great so there's uh one two three four (laughs) five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen good eighteen nineteen uh zombie land uh I'll give him Zombieland. So 19 movies before he's in something that like I really, really like. And only two of those are Garfield movies, right? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, do you have anything to add for Rushmore? No, I, I kind of mentioned that that um, the soundtrack's fantastic. Uh, oh, I just, yeah. I, I meant to say yeah. one thing about the, the soundtrack in Rushmore stood out to me. Uh, and I got really happy when Concrete and Clay... Uh, came on because I love that song. It's a tremendous soundtrack. It's great. Um, yeah, and it it, it um, I think it's probably his first collaboration and first time he had a budget. Like the soundtracks are are pretty well known. They're they're and they're pretty good. And that's not Wes Anderson. He is a collaborator that that puts the music together. And so even in in his weaker moments, like the the music's pretty good. So the uh, Darjeeling Limited, I feel like, is the weakest movie, and we'll get to that. But even that has like. Some some less lesser known the kink songs from the Kinks that are that really work with the movie and so I I, I feel like frame for frame like Rushmore is a, is is it may not plumb the depths in the way that that the lives of others or some others but but like you know it gets you know you've got <laughs> you've got it, it's there's a lot of good stuff in I love how you guys have laid this on <laughs> <laughs> every movie has every to movie be. has to be the lives of others or it's trash. <laughs> Uh, so so let's move on. So after Rushmore, he makes the Royal Tenenbaums. And uh, Ryan, how about you give your take on the Royal Tenenbaums? I really like the Royal Tenenbaums. I it's I don't like like Chris said. It's hard to rank his movies. It, there's been times when I felt like Royal Tenenbaums was my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Luke Wilson. I I mean he's depressed for most of the but he makes me laugh as a depressed character so much. I mean, the scene where he's playing Dennis and he gives up and he's... And the announcers are describing him taking off his socks. Oh, that is like, so I, funny. I, like, fall over laughing at that scene <laughs> every time. All right, here's a question uh, about Royal Tenenbaums. Is Gene Hackman 
as good in Royal Tenenbaums as Bill Murray is in Rushmore. No. Better. Interesting. He's better? I I I give the edge to but again, I haven't seen Royal Tenenbaums in I don't know, a couple years. But and I just watched Rushmore. So right now Bill Murray is more fresh in my mind and to me he's better than Gene Hackman in Royal Tenenbaums, which I really, I mean, Gene, Gene Hackman is incredible in Royal Tenenbaums. He's really funny. So, Chris, do you like uh, the Royal Tenenbaums? I do. I like it a lot. Do you think it's his best movie? No, I don't. It's it's kind of, uh, I have it number five in my ranking. Now, I mean, I agree. Everything that's said about all the superlatives that are said about it are, are true. It's great. Eli Cash is so funny. Like, um, uh, Luke Wilson is so funny. So, so many good performances. Um, you know, JVL has talked a lot about how actors do a great job of u- using their voice. Like, uh, it's an unappreciated part of acting. And he talks about how, like, Alec Baldwin's narration at the beginning with over Hey Jude, <laughs> about how that is, is like, he should have won uh, an Academy Award for that. <laughs> so good. Um, and it's just a small part of the movie, and, and it's great. Out of the ones I've seen, this is probably Wes Anderson's best work when it comes to making interesting characters and finding actors to fill those roles. It doesn't really come together for me. Like, I think the performances are great. I think that the characters are really interesting. Uh, but I don't think it's his... It's not the best movie that I watched out of his. Okay, so after the, the Royal Tenenbaums, we get to... What comes after that? Oh, The Life Aquatic. What do you think, Thomas? I uh, liked it. Really? You liked this one? I, I liked it a lot. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, Max, so he's at the public school, and, and he's a male cheerleader. He bursts through the sign yeah. and does the... <laughs> like they're the owls. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Back to the life aquatic. Uh, so this one is so this came out in two thousand four. So that is when I saw Bottle Rocket because this is when we visited Austin. We were living in Indiana and we watched Bottle Rocket. And then when we went to Alamo Draft House for the premiere of Life Aquatic, and they passed out these red beanies, which I still have my red beanie. Nice. From from oh. that, and so this was the second movie that I've seen. Um, it's fallen down. I I really liked it at the time. It's fallen down my list a little bit, but it still uh, holds a special place for me. Just the setting and the way I saw it, and just that it was such a big deal made by Alamo Draft House. You know, passing out beanies for it. I mean, this is so. the one that I anticipated watching. You know, so the, this this is the first one that that I had seen the trailers, and uh, I was like, oh wow! Like the trailers were amazing. You know, like they had Bill Murray talking about like how they've got the music piped in, and so he's there like dancing in his yeah wet, wetsuit to the music, and I'm like, this is gonna be amazing. And and I mean, he definitely develops his visual style. It's like this is the most sophisticated of of those first several. Um, so as, as great as Royal Tenenbaums is, visually, just like the, the way that it's constructed, a lot more consideration and thought. And so maybe if you're going to deride him as being twee and, and so his shots of like the, the, the boat, um, kind of the cut in half of the people moving around the boat right. and stuff. If you don't like that or if you don't like the color palette that he uses, because he uses a very specific color palette and he'll stick to it throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Um, I, I had the realization while watching it and thinking about the artwork that 
uh, shit, maybe I actually do like Twee, which <laughs> 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 uh, it, it is it is third on my list uh, when when we get to our wow. rankings after this. Really? Yeah. Wow. I did not rank like these. It. I don't have a ranking. You, you don't need one. Okay. I'm... <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, Flag, have you seen Life Aquatic? I did. I didn't. I, I remember not particularly liking it. I think. Um, I don't know. I felt like the too the, much twee. Too much twee, the, and the kind of the depth of the characters. I didn't feel like was there. I mean, with with Rushmore, I mean, I just think Max is such a interesting person. You know, you you see this kid, and he's terrible at school, but also dedicates his life to the school because he's kind of intuitively understands everything that it's given him, you know, it's sort of, right. so it's just this weird, in some ways, unexpected type of um, adolescent that you, you've never really seen. And then, you know, Bill Murray's sort of interesting as, as much as you can sort of glean about him. There's not much, but with Life Aquatic, I think I just thought he got too infatuated with his own visual games and stuff and, and didn't kind of stay with the character-driven movie in the way that he had with the Tenenbaums and um See, and I, I think Rushmore. I like that. I think that's... Uh, and I watched them in order, so I watched it right after the Royal Tenenbaums. And I I think I like that about this movie. And any movie with Jeff Goldblum is worth watching. I, I have other oh. Jeff Goldblum thoughts for, for one other of, of his movies, okay. but, but yeah. Um, all right, so Life Aquatic. Uh, after Life Aquatic, we get to a movie I did not particularly enjoy. 2007, Darjeeling Limited. No, pass. It, it wasn't interesting to me at all whatsoever. I didn't feel invested in it at any point throughout the movie. I didn't really care. It was sort of pretty, I guess, but that, that was about it. And it had some funny stuff, but it doesn't work in the way that his other ones work. But, I mean, it's also Wes Anderson, so like, there's, there's a lot that's right about it, a lot that's that, that there's talented filmmaking, and a lot that's that's funny and good and compelling. Um, so, I mean, it's it's an above-average movie, but for me, it's, it's at the bottom of my ranking. So, so there are two Wes Anderson movies that I, I would... I would say I disliked, and uh, Charlie Darjeeling Limited is one of those two. I'm not a fan of it. I haven't seen it in a while. I didn't really have a desire to rewatch it. It's it's always been near the bottom of my list of of his films. Uh, so after Darjeeling Limited, we have Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I haven't seen. So let's save it until you watch it. Uh, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. But it's yeah. very good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after Fantastic Mr. Mr. Fox, we have Moonrise uh, Kingdom. Uh, Chris, I, I know that you have strong feelings about it. Let's hear yours first. <laughs> I'm so excited. It is one of the two. It is the other movie I'm, that I, I disliked. You like it? So I'm surprised that you didn't like it. It is or... the, the main feeling after watching it that I walked away was, I don't know, I felt... At many points throughout the movie, I felt uncomfortable. And I was reading the Rotten Tomatoes description of it, and it said it was like warm and fussy and quirky or whatever it was. But I found it to be uncomfortable. The, the idea that this uh, girl cuts up those boys with a scissor or whatever it is she does with, her ha- with, uh, with his hand. Um, the relationship be- between the two 
also just doesn't work for me between um, uh, uh, Sam and Susie. I did did not like it. Pass. Hard pass. I'm impressed that uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen it, but look at this uh, list of actors in it. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. How was Jason Schwartzman? <laughs> very good. Good. <laughs> Edward Norton, very good. Um, Tilda Swinton, very good. Bill, Bill Murray, very good. Bruce. Um, Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand, Academy Award winner. Very good. Uh, but but Chris, is, is this your favorite? Uh, it depends on when you ask me. Um, after talking about Bottle Rocket and Rushmore, they've, they've floated <laughs> the top of my list. But but there was a good two or three year period where Moonrise Kingdom was my favorite um, Wes Anderson film. It is... Is it more I mean, story driven or character driven? Both. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's difficult to answer. I would also yeah, say both. Yeah. Uh, um, so you got this 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 wide cast of characters. Um, what it's about is it's about a, a couple of 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 not even teenage like preteen, pre-teen misfits. Yeah. Misfits. So this one boy, you know, comes from from a, and, and so that's why like some people are really uncomfortable with like th- there's a scene where it's like a return to Eden. Of, of childhood innocence where they're on a beach. They mm-hmm. both ran away from home and they kind of strip down. So she's in her bra and underwear and she's like 11. And it, and for some people, I like, guess just gross and uncomfortable, but like, it's, I it's did, like, did it's like edenic. It. It's edenic. Like it's, it's not like it's, it's innocent and it's, um, so it, it's these two misfits. So, so she, she has some, some weird, kind of preteen mental health issues um where she gets angry and she's like what did she stab things or something yeah she no and she steals library books for no reason yes no why and so he is he's a foster child who's been kicked mm-hmm. out of multiple foster homes and and they 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 meet at at this musical and they connect and they exchange letters but it's not but it's not like a love or a sexually driven thing it's it's this very innocent like these two misfits like they find acceptance only in each other like the only thing they kind of have in common is that like they're the only people in their lives that that accept and, and appreciate each other for who they are and they're really weird like 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 it's it's great like once they once they run away and unite he, so he's this like khaki scout which is like a generic boy scout <laughs> and, and so she, he's he's like he gives her all his like dumb advice like if you suck on rocks in the stream like it makes you less thirsty and so like she's like sitting there like with like rocks in her mouth like yeah that really works like it's 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 dumb and he gives her all this like advice from the book and, and she's just like okay that's great and then like she reads books to him because she's really into books that's that's where she kind of finds her solace i mean he makes her fish hook earrings and she like dutifully puts oh, them in yeah. and they still have the oh. barb on there and she's like bleeding all over the place and, <laughs> and, and i i think i'm in the middle of you two like i there were a little bit of the uncomfortability but also i still I still liked it for a lot of the reasons that Chris said. I popped it in dur- during one of the podcasts, and visually, it's just stunning. Um, the color palette, like, like it is, like it's like a work of art to watch, even with the sound off. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful film, and I mean, it's got Bob Balaban narrating. I, I love the pace of it. So, so it's just kinda- making notes. Girl and twelve year eleven year old girl in bra. Chris, <laughs> visually stunning. <laughs> All right, keep going. I'm sure it's fine. So it reminds me a little bit of a Fantastic Mr. Fox in that, like, the last third of the movie moves at like this frenetic pace yeah. 
that's really kind of cool. Like, it's really, just yeah, yeah. Are there scantily clad foxes in Fantastic Mr. Fox? <laughs> Before we get to the Grand Budapest uh, Hotel, uh, I haven't seen Isle of Dogs. Do you, I know you don't? Re- you're not in love with it, Chris. It's mediocre. Um, the story I mean, doesn't entirely work. It's like it's good in so many ways. Like the stop action, the is is brilliant. Um, so Sonny talked about like the, the 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 drummers drumming, amazing. I mean, it probably took a month to film that scene, and it's amazing. The voice work is very good. Uh, it has Jeff Goldblum, who who is who is the, like the gossip dog. It's very Ryan good. Branson. The the making of the sushi. Do you remember that, Ryan? Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Visually, it's brilliant. But like, uh, it's number seven on on my ranking. Okay. Uh, just. Like yeah, as a, as a whole, it it doesn't entirely work. There are some there are some parts there are parts of it that are better than anything he's done. But uh, yeah, but as a whole, it's not really it doesn't really come together completely. Okay, um, so the Grand Budapest Hotel, which was the movie he made before Isle of Dogs, I have I have thoughts, uh, but I want to go Here. last, so someone else should go first. Really. Who wants to go first? Uh, I don't. Have you, have you seen it, Floyd? I haven't seen it, but I've heard okay. people. People, this is the movie that I've been <clears throat> told I will love okay. by more than you know more than one person. But I just haven't gotten around to seeing it. Ryan, I've only seen it one time. We saw it in the theater, and I haven't seen it again uh, since then. I, I, I liked it, uh, but just for whatever reason, I haven't rewatched it. It's, it's that's interesting that people tell are the are telling flag you know you'll love this it is very good it has i mean again his cast of characters from Goldblum to Adrian Brody uh, Adrian Brody uh Saoirse Ronan um Harvey Keitel is in it oh yes. i didn't realize Saoirse Ronan was in it okay <laughs> <laughs> hey. okay vic i appreciate her acting yeah anyone that was in what's, Brooklyn what's it what's that uh, nice. what's What's that Brooklyn. dude's name? Um, I, I like Brooklyn too. Will, Will, no, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. Willem oh, Dafoe. Okay. His character in it is very good. F. Murray um, Abraham. F. Murray. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, like, for reading the cast list. So, so I mean, the, the the chase like up the up the gondola. It's it's brilliant. Um. So so it has a lot of the elements of a great Wes <laughs> Anderson movie. I, I I liked it a lot. It's it's at number six on my ranking just because. I, I adore Wes, like I'm a Wes Anderson fanboy so like it's it's very good but I don't want to overrate it okay Chris are you ready for this I'm ready we're gonna do your ranking it's your number one it is my it's amazing it is fantastic actually first of all I love the story I think I think the story is great it has some of what I have now learned after a week and a half it has some amazing characters within it which Wes Anderson is really great at coming up with these characters uh, and then putting really interesting and really good actors to actually play them. So he, he does that well. Yeah. It centers on the, the concierge, uh, M. Uh, Gustave. Uh, Ray Fiennes. Yeah, and he does a great job together with the kid Zero, who I actually don't know who the actor is that plays Zero. I'm not sure he's ever been in anything else. Uh, the two of them make up a, 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 re- a really good duo. What's also in this movie is that, so it's set in, so just like the Royal Tannenbaums is set in sort of a fictional New York, right? This is set in a fictional Europe somewhere, but you right, still recognize, right. you still know exactly where you are. 
And it is at the, the time of the World Wars, it is before the Nazis come to power, you can tell in the movie that there is evil afoot. It is dark, there's politics going on, but you never see it. They tell the story of this magnificent institution. And this is one of the reasons why I think that conservatives should love this movie. There's this magnificent, magnificent institution called the Grand Budapest Hotel that they talk about, that they revere, that has stood the test of time. And when they are schooling the, the lobby boys and the staff members, they continue to constantly talk about how you need to work for the hotel to maintain its reputation. And then I guess we shouldn't give away too many spoilers because I think if you haven't seen this, you should. But in the end also where it gets a little bit romantic and you hang on to traditions and the idea that there are things that matter that aren't just money. Sergei Ronan is great in it. You mentioned Harvey Keitel. Willem Dafoe as he is evil and it is mm -hmm. great. Yeah, it was like right when you started talking that I realized like I didn't even mention one of the best parts, which was Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm reminded kind of of like, so, so he's like a man born out of time. He's a man born like 30 years too late. So he's like this, this, this suave gentleman mm -hmm. who, who just didn't fit with, with the, we'll call them generic Nazis. So like <laughs> they're Nazis, but they're not right. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. it's the SS, but it's not. And, and, and like, that's his downfall is that, is that, um, like how exactly does that happen? Thomas, like. Like he, like he, he's like, I don't understand. Like, here's kind of the rules of the of the game, and they're like, no, like we're gonna take you out and. and... Yeah, at uh, at the end in the train, which is. Yeah. essentially a replica of a scene from earlier in the movie where he has his documents in in order and they are signed and he hands them to them and they just rip them up. Yeah, and I, I remember my big takeaway from this movie is is um. Like, I feel like that was semi-autobiographical of Wes Anderson, of Wes Anderson being a man kind of born out of time, born 30 mm. years too late. Like, if you look at, 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 if you watch Royal Tenenbaums, you're like, what year is it? Because, like, <laughs> like I think it's, yeah. it's like a contemporary movie, but, like, the the style and the visuals, like, everything is, is kind of moved back, like, 30 years. And, and so I felt like, in some way, like, he put himself into this Ray Fiennes character. My, my ranking from, from best to worst is Grand Budapest Hotel, Rushmore, Life Aquatic, Royal Tenenbaums, Bottle Rocket, Darjeeling Limited, Moonrise Kingdom, and the last two uh, I wouldn't recommend to anyone. See, I, I would recommend all of his movies. I, I really would. I mean, the one that is last on my list, like, I wouldn't be like, hey, you have to, you, like, you absolutely have to watch this. But, like, like for someone who likes films, I would say you should watch these. So, so my ranking, um, based on my current mood... <laughs> Is number number one bottle rocket. Just kind of talking about it and, and talking about my favorite lines, beginning to end. It's so brilliant. And number two is Rushmore. I'm sitting here watching it on silent. It's amazing, and everyone should watch both of these movies. If you haven't seen these, it's not like doing homework. They are delightful. They're brilliant. They're funny. You will laugh so hard you'll cry, and they're they're so good. Um, number three is Moonrise Kingdom. I, I really think it's a magnificent film. Number four, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Between the voice work, the just the visuals, and 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 all the other brilliance of it, it's it's very good. Um, five, so is Royal Tenenbaums, which is which is a great movie, but it's middle of the pack for me because I just think his work is that great. And then Grand Budapest Hotel, 
which is very good. Um, Isle of Dogs, Life Aquatic, and then Darjeeling Limited is night, number nine. Out of these movies, there are two of them. So there's there's Rushmore and there's The Grand Budapest Hotel, my number two and my number one. These are movies I could imagine watching again. Uh, the others, uh, I don't think... You're I'm not going to watch Bottle Rocket again? Uh, probably not. I had Rushmore 1, Tannenbaum's 2, Bottle Rocket 3. Didn't care for Life Aquatic that much. Okay, do we have uh, any final thoughts before we close out this episode? Are you happy mm. now, Chris? I'm never happy. No, that's not true. I'm always happy. Um, but but your trash opinions make me very unhappy. Oh, Chris, you gave away your sermon for next week. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. Have you, mentioned, have you mentioned Wes Anderson in the sermon? Never. <laughs> never? But, guys, this Sunday is thomas sunday 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 the the, the, the Sioux second... Falls fairgrounds <laughs> the you. antiques gun and roadshow all three combined <laughs> shoot so shoot a gun into an antique and then drive away in a fast car <laughs> i have no idea what's going on right now <laughs> <laughs> if you grew up in America in the 90s, you would know what I was talking about. Uh, well, thank God I didn't. I grew up in a country that actually has social welfare. So that's all for us. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. no. Thomas. Sunday is Thomas Sunday. The second Sunday of Easter, um, the, the gospel reading is from John from Doubting Thomas. Didymus, the twin, uh, who, who doubted the resurrection of Jesus and until he placed his hands in the side and his hands in the in the holes in the hands of Jesus. Are, are you done? Can, can, can we move? <laughs> sure, I, I can be done. Okay. But Flag brought up my sermon, or someone. <laughs> yeah, did. I think I think we, I'm preaching we should on have pops. more sermon on podcasts and more Wes Anderson and podcasts in the sermons. There should be more <laughs> cross pollination. <laughs> the Why most not? ambitious crossover yet, Chris. Yeah. Think yeah. about that. <laughs> Like Bruce Willis said, Moonrise Kingdom. That's how I'm going to start the sermon. Ryan's going to show up in the back of your church uh, with a cigarette looking like Bill Murray and Rushmore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one uh, one last order of business. Um, We have changed uh, podcasting host services. So uh, if you are using Google Podcasts or Google Play Music, there might be a delay in getting the podcast to you, but hopefully... By the time this podcast is released, it will all be fixed. Thank you. The all. good news, the good news is, is that um, we have more of our back catalog available on iTunes. I don't know about Google or, or Stitcher. Yeah, but, yeah, oh, it, it, it goes all the way back to episode six now. Stay tuned. There's going to be a live reading of one of the sitcom episodes. Ooh, I'm Ooh, excited. I'm going to make this happen. I've suggested it to Thomas and Chris. They've told me it's a stupid idea that's impossible to pull off. I have no recollection. I say that to everything that you suggest. (laughs) Chris Chris uh... is correct. Thomas, you don't know what you're talking about. At least twice I have said we should do an episode that's just a reading. We should get as many people as we can. I I don't think you mentioned this. Good night, everyone. See you next week. I would be Of women's ways, 
Had they been in a lot of stuff before Bottle Rocket, or was that their their first big movie? For uh, if, I think I that's wish there were a way for us to find out. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I don't think that. Uh, hmm. Wait, Ryan, can you can you bing it? <laughs> Hang on, I gotta go to Yahoo. Then I gotta Google. I gotta. <laughs> you gotta Yahoo bing. I gotta. I gotta go to Yahoo and type in Google. And then um, I'll search Yahoo, I'll search Google on Yahoo, and then I'll go to Google and, and Google Bing. I'll do it, and then I'll, and I'll then share I'll go my to, screen with you guys. Um, Dogpile.com, and I'll search it from there. <laughs> okay, so uh, Flag, you you live um, well, you live near Saratoga Springs, right? He lives, yes, and. Um, uh, it, it is it is the season his, where his sickness didn't get him last week, <laughs> and it is the season where you now have a hot tub story to to share with us. The, the weather has gotten warmer, and oh, this has nothing to do with. Uh, this is an old story. It has not. It's not recent. Oh, um, but uh, I was thinking about what a stupid setup, Thomas. Yeah, that was terrible. But I was thinking. <laughs> I was just thinking. Fine, fine. Transition. We're not doing this. No, let him go. Ryan, I guess what I bought, Ryan. Um, a new toilet. Not a new toilet. Something that'll make you even happier. I mean, a toilet make him pretty happy. A fire stick. (laughs) That is true. I bought. I bought a 4K player. 4K player. What the hell is that? (laughs) Like it? You you bought. Are I there disc, are there digital are are there like physical 4K media? Yeah, they're 4K discs. Yeah, I did not know, even know that. How expensive yeah, I, are those? Yeah, I I can't possibly be that stupid. <laughs> I, I got news for you. I am that stupid because I did not know that there were. I don't look at physical media. Like I see if I walk into Best Buy and I see physical media, like I cover my face. I usually walk into the racks of. You know something else as after I do that, but I, I I refuse to look at anything you know physical media. So I didn't know that. I don't care. I don't care about 4K players. I don't You're care. You're I don't care about 4K discs. If it's physical media, like I'll... I don't want any 4K discs. But that that whole discussion of of what was it? Was it LG or Samsung is is, is discontinuing making Blu-ray players? I'm like I I got to upgrade now. Well, I can't. Yeah, I didn't even know about that because that that's a. Sub- it's a beacon. It's a waste of time, are they? It was it. I probably fast forwarded through it. <laughs> probably walked into a door fast forwarding through it. <laughs> I closed my eyes and hit fast forward. 